Welcome to the Super Prompt Podcast. Join me, your host, Tony Wan, as I go under the hood with AI experts, engineers, and entrepreneurs to explore burning questions, pitfalls, and best practices, whether you're inside the industry or not. I hope to reveal something you haven't yet discovered. We laugh, we cry, we iterate. For early adopters of generative AI. Dear listener, in this episode, we explore how large language models like GPT 3 and ChatGPT are trained and how they generate their answers. We begin with asking ChatGPT this important question. Why wasn't Superman's suit made kryptonite-proof? We work backwards to understand how ChatGPT's large language model might know about Superman, then explore how the model might generate the answer to this nerdy question. Superman's suit is virtually indestructible. He can fly into space, run into burning buildings, and stop bullets. So why didn't they make Superman's suit kryptonite-proof? Seems like a huge oversight. At first, ChatGPT's responses to my question were logical but a bit lame because it would have been too difficult and costly to do. Because making a kryptonite-proof would require a level of technology beyond what exists in the DC universe. Because the writers wanted to create a weakness for the character that would make his battles more challenging and suspenseful. Okay, all of these are true, but beside the point, I needed an explanation that made sense within the canon of Superman, within the story of Superman. Uh, it, it kind of felt like ChatGPT was trying to get out of answering the question. But finally, after hitting regenerate a number of times, um, it came up with an explanation that seemed plausible to me. So why wasn't Superman's suit made kryptonite-proof? Because it was made before he discovered that kryptonite was harmful to him. Okay, now that, that answer made some level of sense to me. So we're going to use this particular prompt and answer combination to learn more about how large language models are created. Now, everything that I'm telling you about GPT-3 and ChatGPT I actually learn from ChatGPT by asking it hundreds of questions. Sometimes it's the same question asked over and over, just rephrased slightly differently. ChatGPT was very patient with me. Never once did it get upset. Note also that I use the terms ChatGPT and GPT-3 interchangeably because GPT-3 is the large language model upon which ChatGPT is based. So how does ChatGPT know anything about Superman such that he could even begin to attempt to answer my nerdy question? And this is what ChatGPT had to say about that. GPT-3's LLM, which stands for Large Language Model, Neural Network, is trained using a massive corpus of text data, which is a large collection of documents, articles, and other texts in the case of training on data about Superman, the corpus of text might include comics books, movies, TV shows, and other sources of information about the superhero. During pre-training, 
This kind of information is stored in GPT-3 as parameters, which are essentially numerical representations of the relationship between words and concepts. We talked about Superman. Now repeat that process for the entire universe of superheroes, and then the entire body of written human knowledge. That's how you can get to the 175 billion parameters of GPT-3. The training process involves concepts like tokenization, embedding, weights, biases, nodes, and layers. If you did what I did and drill down on any of these terms, you'll quickly run into other terms and concepts that you don't understand. Uh, so uh, since we're not trying to become data scientists, we're not going to go all the way down these various rabbit holes. Instead, I'm going to pick out what I think is the most important concept to uh, share with you. And that concept is self-attention. And this applies to both the process when the model is trained, but also it applies to the process of the model generating uh, answers to our prompts. The technique self-attention was first presented to the world in 2017 by a paper written by Google scientists called Attention is All You Need. It represented a big leap forward in the field of natural language processing. That paper introduced the transformer architecture of which self-attention is a key building block. Both ChatGPT and GPT-3 have a transformer architecture. That's actually what the T stands for in GPT. It stands for transformer. I bet you didn't know that, or perhaps you did. So let's say during pre-training, the following text is processed. Superman's suit is made of a durable alien fabric called Kryptonian armor. The suit is blue, red, and yellow, and has the iconic S symbol on the chest. And this is what ChatGPT has to say about that pre-training process. The words Superman, Kryptonian, suit, alien, and armor all have a relationship to each other. Their context. And self-attention is what allows these relationships to be captured. For example, the neural network might learn the word Kryptonian is closely related to the words alien and armor because they have very similar meanings in this context. Another example. Say the input text includes Superman's origin story on the planet Krypton. Self-attention can identify and focus on the most important details of the story, such as the destruction of Krypton and Superman's journey to Earth. Similarly, if the input data includes text describing Superman's suit, self-attention can identify and focus on the specific features of the suit, such as the iconic S symbol and the colors red and blue. Okay, to get a sense of just how much of an advancement the transformer architecture represents, let's talk about the models previous to this architecture and what they weren't good at doing. A previous generation LLM, large language model, was called CNN. CNN stands for Convolutional Neural Networks, not the 24-hour news channel 
that will soon be replaced by AI. CNN, Convolutional Neural Networks, might have learned some information about Superman's backstory, but may not have been able to focus on the most important details. It might have learned that Superman came from another planet, but it may not have been able to identify the name of the planet or the events that led to Superman's arrival on Earth. Also, previous LLMs, like CNN, may have struggled to capture the relationship between Superman's backstory and his superpowers, as these concepts may have been spread out across a large corpus of text. In other words, it might see something, but because something appears much later in the text, and the previous LLMs may not have recognized that there was a relationship, whereas the transformer architecture using self-attention would notice uh, the relationship. In a nutshell, self-attention captures the complex relationships between words and concepts, which enables GPT-3 to produce more accurate and meaningful outputs. So speaking of output, this brings us to the second half of this episode, which is about how GPT-3 might generate its answers. It uses this process called inference. And this is what ChatGPT had to say about the process of inference. Inference is the process of using a trained machine learning model to generate predictions or outputs based on input data. Note that self-attention applies during the inference process too. Self-attention allows the model to capture dependencies and relationships between different words or tokens in the input sequence of our prompt, for instance, if we're using ChatGPT. To generate a response to the question, why wasn't Superman's suit kryptonite proof? The LLM neural network traverses its layers one at a time using the context of the previous words to inform its prediction of the next word in the sequence. In other words, ChatGPT tries to minimize the loss of the predicted response to the actual or final response. Loss can be thought of as a discrepancy or error. Uh, That's why uh, ChatGPT's objective is to minimize loss. As GPT-3, the underlying language, large language model of ChatGPT, generates each new word, it updates its internal state and calculates the probability of distribution of possible next words based on the context of the previously generated words. Then, the model selects the word with the highest probability, which becomes the next word in the response. This process continues until GPT generates a response that's final, the one with the lowest loss. Doesn't lowest loss sound like lowest lane? (laughs) It just occurred to me. (laughs) So, uh, okay, back to the regularly scheduled program. So I was curious, as ChatGPT built up its answer, Superman's suit was not kryptonite-proof because it was made before he discovered kryptonite was a weakness, I had a question about this process. Um, My question was, was there a particular word choice during the construction of this sentence that disproportionately 
reduced the loss. In other words, disproportionately contributed to the sense of the answer. I just wanted to see how sharp ChatGPT was, and I asked it this question. And here's what ChatGPT has to say. It's actually very smart. The single most important word choice that contributed the most to minimizing loss in the response was the word discovered. This word indicates a cause and effect relationship between the creation of Superman's suit and his later, in his later discovery of the harmful effects of kryptonite, providing a clear and logical explanation for why the suit was not made kryptonite-proof. The model has learned from its training data that Superman did not always know that kryptonite was harmful to him, and that this fact was relevant to the question. The model predicts the probability of various words to follow before he and chooses discovered based on the training data and the previous words in the sequence. By choosing discovered, ChatGPT reduces the loss between the predicted response and the actual response. Okay, so to me, this really shows the nuance at which larger language models like GPT-3 are operating um, because it can actually tell which word or words contribute most to the meaning of both the questions and the responses. I find that really really, uh, interesting and uh, shows you really the power of these large language models and what a leap forward they represent via the previous models, which would not be able to identify these sorts of things. Um, the best analogy I can think of is, it's like a professor at the beginning of the lecture, um, who is a kind of uh, um, really knowledgeable about a topic, may not exactly know where the lecture is going, but because he or she chooses their words very carefully, um, that by the end of the lecture, or by the end of the class, he or she has delivered a brilliant lecture. But this lecture was pieced together just one word at a time, uh, just like what these large language models like ChatGPT are doing. Um, What's even more remarkable to me is that even the most complex responses to the most complex prompts, and I don't know if you've done this yet, but I've given... Uh, ChatGPT prompts that are like one page long, that the complex answer to these complex questions are also constructed one word at a time, each word contributing to the final answer. Learning about this process actually made me think about how we go about resolving complex problems and tasks. Um, what often trips me up, and I'm assuming that you may have had this experience too, is that I think too far ahead. You know, I'm thinking four or five steps ahead when I shouldn't be looking that far ahead. And actually, these large language models don't do that. They focus on the very next step. So what if just like AI, instead of thinking too far ahead, we just focused on picking the next best possible choice for our immediate next step? So try navigating a single day like this and see if you like the results. It's actually very hard to do. Uh, I think our minds just normally race, race far ahead.
So in this episode, we explored how large language models like GPT-3 and ChatGPT are trained, and then traversed during inference to generate a response using an example about Superman. Okay, so let's put to test, let's put to the test the various vocabulary and lingo and acronyms we learned in this uh, episode. So I'm going to string together all the words we've learned uh, by providing a nerdy summary of what we covered today. It would go like this. And uh, by the way, I authored most of this, uh, not ChatGPT. This is my own work. Today, we discussed how a large language model is pre-trained on the Superman backstory. During pre-training, which is the P in GPT, pre-training is the P in GPT, self-attention is what allows the context of Superman's story, where he's from, his strengths, his weaknesses, to be numerically represented as part of GPT-3's 175 billion parameters. During inference, which is what happens when you typed a prompt into GPT like, why wasn't Superman suit kryptonite proof? Our response is generated by parsing your prompt, also using self-attention, to understand the relationship between the words of your question. Then the response is generated one word at a time during inference by minimizing loss, predicting the next word one at a time until a complex answer is formed like, Superman's suit was not kryptonite-proof because it was made before kryptonite was discovered as a weakness. Okay, so you understood most of that, didn't you? Um, I was actually surprised I was able to write that explanation. It's full of industry lingo, but um, now we understand it, right? So uh, now you're prepared to talk nerdy to an AI engineer if you happen to meet one in a coffee shop. Thanks for listening. If you've been watching this on YouTube, please check out my podcast, the Generative AI Podcast. See you next time on the Generative AI Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Wan. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us at the Super Prompt Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. See you next week at Super Prompt.